everybody, this is MG, and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week, and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. We are both sober and we're going to talk today. So here we go. So MG is not, it's a little bit under the weather. So we're not going to talk about that though. We're just going to um, glorify her husky, sexy voice. And um, we, you know, we were talking before we started recording and um, decided to talk about gratitude and what's going well for us what's going good in our lives right now yeah so so what do you got going on that's good what are you grateful for so first of all I'm so grateful for my recovery because there are so many blessings that I get from my recovery and some of the things that I've gotten have been from like my education in Al-Anon about setting boundaries Also, in SLAA, I've learned how to speak up for myself. And for everybody out there, I feel like I have COVID-19. I feel like I have it. I uh, started running a fever and, um, you know, had this little cough. And last week, I I haven't been feeling well for two weeks, but I thought it was maybe allergies or a mono flare-up. And, and, uh, you know, and I was having some symptoms, but, you know, when the fever came, I knew it was something different. And when the cough came and so, you know, I'm grateful because it's not that bad. I feel like I have a mild case. I'm treating it seriously and I'm taking my time, but I'm so grateful that if I do have it, that I have it and I'm not going to have to worry about getting it because you know that I've been so very fearful about getting it. So I'm grateful. And then when I talk about the Al-Anon piece of it, you know, my work has been saying and doing some things and I've like, you know, been setting boundaries with them and saying, no, that's not going to work for me. And, you know, for, for my SLAA, it's about standing up for myself and finding my voice and, uh, and then also the wisdom not to say anything. So one of the things that happened was when I let work know that I, uh, you know, was running a fever and I wasn't feeling well and I called my VA clinic because I'm a veteran and that's my health care. This company doesn't give me health care. 
and I said, here's how it's gonna all lay out. They're gonna put an order for me to get a test. I may not get the test until next week. Then it's gonna take two to five days to get the results. And they've told me I have to be on a two week quarantine. And my boss made this really shitty response. He said, that's just not gonna work for us because Sue said you were in the office yesterday and that you that she may have been exposed. And Sue was not wearing a mask when I went in the office. And when she came in to talk to me, she said, are you there? I got to talk to you. And I'm like, yes, are you wearing a mask? She goes, no, I'm just going to stand out in the hallway. And she stood out in the hallway and she actually stood out in the hallway to fuss at me for a mistake I'd made. So when my boss sent me that mail saying, you know, Sue has to decide what's going on. I'm like, listen, she wasn't wearing a mask. And I wanted to say all this shit to him. And I was ready to like let my teenager have the dance floor. And my, I'm so grateful for my recovery because you know what I did? I said nothing. nothing. I let it go. I didn't. He said, I'm going to call you. And I'm like, I didn't respond. And he didn't call me. And, you know, and I was like, I, you know, I talked to a couple of people, like, what should I say when he calls me? Should I tell him about Sue? And they were all like, no, you just be very kind. Just, you know, continue to set your boundaries saying, I don't know if it's really COVID-19. It could be something else, but they don't want to take a tested. chance. I haven't been tested. I can't get a test. And he was like, yeah. so, and I, I was like, if you're willing to pay for a test. I schedule one and pay for it. I'll go happy to so you know i'm so grateful for all of those things elizabeth what are you grateful for this week or today or this minute well listening to you so what came up for me is that um the dichotomy of how like just i remember there was times when um I would be at work and walk by my qualifier flirting with somebody and it just felt like it would take me down, like flat out, like kicked in the chest, can't breathe, can't function, feel like I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. I remember that. Yes, I know that feeling. Listening to you, it's like, okay, you know, this isn't going to take me down. Nothing will again like that. And that is what I'm so grateful for listening to you is my own recovery because nothing has to take me down like that. Like there are things that cause me, okay, a little bit of pain or, you know, some disappointment. And You're human. And- you're still, you know, you're not so enlightened, Elizabeth, that you're floating three inches above the ground. And when you float into the room, angels are sounding off, you know? But it's not going to take me down. Right. And that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know, it is, it's the pinnacle. Yeah, it does. It just makes me totally grateful for all the time and the effort that I put in the work that I've done, the work with other women, the, you know, just going to meetings to continue. It's so many people are like, Oh, you still go to meetings. You still go at, you know, yes, I do. I go every week that I can because I don't want to go back to that place where I felt like that. Well, and that's why I love it when a newcomer comes in. Oh, Like it's been so amazing to have these 
Zoom meetings that we have, and we've seen these women come in, like even a month of coming to meetings. You know, there's this one person that we saw that, you know who I'm talking about. First and last week, week, it was like, oh my God, look at you. She looks, looks amazing. Like, you know, just a little bit of relief. And when I see those women in that pain, and I know that pain, and, and you and I both, you know, I was in that pain. And you have pain. that empathy response. It's like, ooh, remember what that's like, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 And I mean, and it took me two years before I finally said, okay, let me try this SLAA thing for reals. And so, you know, I had to take a minute because I didn't want to do that work. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that have, like, 30 plus years of sobrieties that they don't, you know, in Al-Anon and in AA that they never go to a meeting and they're still sober. And I mean, okay, that works for you. That's fine. For me, I never want to forget, you know, I love uh, our friend Karen R. She goes, I'm not a slow learner, but I'm a fast forgetter. And I love that. And I think that's so true because I can just be rolling around in my life and forget that I'm an alcoholic and somebody's like hey you want a beer and you know my addict is like you know it's summer it's in New York I'm on this beautiful rooftop with all these cool hip people of course I want a beer and as my hands going out for the beer I'm thinking uh cuckoo you are an alcoholic you cannot drink a beer what are you thinking and for those of you who hear like a mechanical sound right now, I'm fast. I'm like cat sitting this cat, and this is an amazing cat robot. It's like the $600 machine where you don't have to take out the litter. So just you know, uh, bear with us while the machine runs its cycle. I don't have to touch any poo. It's brilliant. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am like, you know, I have a sponsee right now who has a friend, a a client actually. She's in the service industry and she provides a service to this woman. She's a little older and she had an accident a year ago or an operation or something. And so she's kind of homebound, not completely, but um, yeah, she's like sucking down bottles of vodka here and there and you know there's all this like drama at her house and and she lives in a high-rise and the building <coughs> people are the building high-rise people are ripping her off or they're not they're you know running into her car and and she's pooping and peeing all over her house and you know yeah it's a mess and every you know when we talk about it you know we I, I just try to stay in this place of like empathy because I remember and it is hard to give up and it is hard to sort of fathom how the hell will I live without whatever you're doing it doesn't matter if it's food or spending or sex or drugs or whatever it's all the same thing and to initially fathom how you will live your life, I just am so grateful that I do know how that works. I have that experience, I have that that whole thing like chucked away in my little my my bank and I remember. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a we have a format for how to live our lives. We have a guide that tells us how to live these moral, happy lives and you know, people may, you know, bitch about the 12 steps or, you know, the book of recovery or may not like it or whatever. And, you know, for me, oh, God. 
of God or whatever. But you, you gotta know, go to God, you know. You know, whatever. You go to Dolores. I don't care. You know, whoever you need to make that. You're and not not another person, but you know, I'm just manifesting the beautiful goddess Dolores. You know, but whatever you want to do. And, but for me, it's like it's held true that, um, you know, it's such a, uh, a great document on how to live one's life. And I've been able to create a lot of happiness as a result of that. And it was so interesting. I was talking, you know, my birthday's right around the same time as my sister. I'm on the 5th. Hers is on the 6th. So she calls me on my birthday and I call her on her birthday. And this is something we've been doing for years. And uh, she's 13 years older than me, so she just turned 70. Can you imagine 70? And, you know, she is a person of faith. She's, uh, like, she's lived this, in a way, a fundamentalist, you know, uh, life. And what I realize is that, you know, through her life, she's 70 years old, she's done a lot of work. She's done a lot of introspection. And she's used her readings and her faith and her church in order to create a way from which to look at the world and it works for her and she's happy within that and I see people whether it you know they and, and I mean she's done all this work she's like done gone all these, these workshops and you know prayer things and she's really evaluated it and she has looked at herself not from the framework of therapy or recovery or addiction or anything like that but she has done that work so I think if you if you find something that works for you, okay, be happy. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it works, you know. Right. And you're able to clearly see your part and own that, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I had a uh, a trip planned um, just so we can get away with a friend of mine here in in town, and um, you know earlier this week she sent me a text message and said you know, I haven't seen anybody, would you get tested before we go? And I was like, I, I just feel offended. I don't know. I don't want to be tested. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. It just, that's what it felt like. It felt like, well, I'm clean, but you're dirty. So you need to, get, that's what it felt like. Number one, not, she doesn't know that she's clean. Nobody does. Nobody does. You know? That's the whole thing. I could have gotten this from an asymptomatic carrier. Who knows? Who knows? You could have got it from something you picked up at the drugstore and took home. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It could have so, been those cookies anyway, from Whole Foods that I tore into. <laughs> I just told her, you know, um, let's just cancel. You know, let's just cancel it. And... I, I do, I feel like, you know... Were you scared that she might have been sick or something? No, not at all. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not afraid. I, I just, you know, I feel like most of us are not going to get it. I don't think most of us are going to get it. You know, it's right now, they're, they're worst case scenarios, 10%, which is bad. You know, that's a lot. That's worse than the, you know, the one of 19. Yeah. But, but I've also heard that it's less deadly. It's my, mutated. So it's more contagious. More people are right. going to get it. But it's not going to be as deadly. kind of watered down. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm just not, I think that I've had it. You know, I think that, not that I had it, but I think I've been around people that have had it. And 
I just was like, you know, in the beginning, it when when she first canceled, and I still I'm disappointed highly, and I but I just started going like, okay, this is a disappointment, but what's my part in this? Mm. I know, like she doesn't keep commitments. Period. Oh, it, that's. Oh. Mhm. Yep. And so I I I know, I know that. Yeah. And that's yeah. my part. Well, and I just expected that to happen without a hitch. And so here we are, hitch, hitching away, you know? Well, you know, and listen, I'm grateful for that, for accepting people for as they are and like understanding this is, you know, like they say, life on life's terms, you know, people on people's terms. I mean, you know, these people are who they are. You know, right. I know how my boss is. He gets like a little, you the screw too tight you know and so i just i don't take it personally i'm just like and the perfect response was for you to shut the fuck up shut the fuck up i know don't say anything i know my friend dory's got this card and it's like a little it's a business card but very um, very small letters in the middle card it says stop talking period And she's got that card like right by her computer terminal where she works you know she's like Stop talking, you know. So Stop I'm talking. I'm, I'm Stop gra- talking now. Right. And so I'm grateful that I can, you know, for the most part accept people as they are, who they believe. And somebody was talking about that, that that when when you're able to have that flexibility to let people be who they are or to say sure whatever is about ego. Like I have right. less skin in the game these yeah. days. And, you know, when my boss sent me that email about, you know, you know, you may have infected someone in the office. And I was like, it's like, I'm so grateful that I, you know, just have the willingness and understanding and the wisdom just to, you know, not respond and to say nothing. We have to understand that some people do not have a program. Not everybody we know has the benefit of the education that we have. You know, something else I'm really grateful for is um, what what COVID has done with Zoom as far as recovery and as far as ability to connect. So I got an email today. You probably got it too. I don't know if you saw it from Shanda, but about the speaker meeting. Well, that girl international. We started talking. Like, and she's coming to the meeting tonight after here. You know, and there's so, I was like, I was so excited because I was like, we are doing, Sober Sisters is doing a speaker meeting too. In fact, we have a speaker tonight. Love for you to come, to hear her. I'm always looking for speakers. You can come, we can feed each other. And maybe we can grow international recovery and make it even bigger, you know, with these two things. And the way that we connect is through this technology. And I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm open to that and that I'm open to learn, you know, and that I, I, I get it and that I'm doing this. I'm meeting, I'm dating and I'm meeting some really cool guys, you know, they might not be, you know, people that I, I'll tell you another thing that I did. So I got, I was talking to this one guy, but he didn't live in the city, lived in um, Denver. And, um, I told him something like, oh, I was working in the yard all day, um, Sunday and Monday. I took Monday off and um, for the holiday weekend. And my son and I, we were doing some, you know, pretty heavy-duty landscaping. And he's like, how did it go? And I was like, 
I'm good, but I'm sore. And he sent me a message. We've never met. We've never even video chatted. And he <coughs> said, oh, I wish I could rub you. And I was like, and then I didn't say anything. Mm. I just was like disgusted. I yeah. was just like, motherfucker. Yeah. I didn't ask, you know, mm-mm. this is a 65-year-old man. Like Come now, on. Kid, you know, we don't know each other. You, we have talked on the phone twice, and you're talking to me like that? We're, we're not 14. I'm going to rub no, you. <laughs> 25, like with our home hormones. No, I am not that person anymore. Gross. He said, oh, did that offend you, or did you not like that? And I said, yeah. I said, you don't blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, and he apologized, and he says, I, I apologized. And, and then he said sent me another text message am i forgiven and i didn't respond to that and a couple hours later he said is that a no and i thought about it overnight and the next morning early in the morning i sent him a message and i said you know what i just don't see the point i'm looking for a mate a partner here in the city of houston not in another city good luck and i blocked him and it felt so good like that is my recovery amen i don't I don't need that motherfucker talking to me like that, saying shit like that to me. You know, that is not, that's not what I'm about. I'm not into dating that way. I'm not, I'm not sending you any fucking pictures. I'm not, you know, we're, we're not doing that. So Elizabeth, I, I am grateful that you pay attention to red flags and a red flag means stop. That's what that means. You got one red it flag. It doesn't mean maybe. It's no. not a yellow flag. It's not a, ooh, caution. No. That you want to rub me? I didn't ask you for that. Fuck you. No. And you can cut that out if you want, but. I don't think so. I want every bit in here because, listeners, this passion that Elizabeth and I feel for this kind of behavior is at complete odds to the way that I feel like I used to be just so willing to accept any crumb and you know I think that this is the beauty of what SLAA has given me is this you know passionate defense of myself that I will no longer accept any not even a smidge of like misbehavior or innuendo or intrigue objectification object nothing absolutely I am not an object you don't know me we are not there that kind of comment is made for someone who is intimate intimate that's right this is after you've already made love you're back in houston he's in denver and he would say i wish i could rub you it's like i wish you could rub me too you know and they have that kind of banter but an built. initial no yeah right so i think it's good for us to you know be passionate and talk about that and i think that was like you know a few weeks ago maybe a few months ago when i did the you know podcast when we were talking about um, you know, a situation I had with another male member of our program and how I felt like, you know, it, t- we called him Ted Bundy. You know, that's why I get so angry when I see other people right. like out there in the world, like doing this BS and especially anybody that's my sponsee. I'm very protective. Don't pull that shit. Don't bring it's that shit up bear. in here. Mama Bear came out. I, Mama Bear came out a little bit for sure. And not only for them, but for myself. And that's what's coming out for you. And I'm grateful right. for that internal Mama Bear. Mama Bear is not approved recovery literature or archetypes. <laughs> but it's uh, what we're going to use. Mama Bear 
is when you get real big and loud and protective because somebody's going to fuck with your children. That is mom, mama right. bear. And you're mama bear to your inner child. Yes. Yeah, and to the me that was damaged, you know, that was, you know, repeatedly violated yeah. in that way right there. Yeah. No. Yeah. I say no. No, 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 no. I'm not interested. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Ugh. I was great. I'm grateful that I live in Houston, even though it's a hot spot right now. <laughs> and it's hot. And it's hot as hell right now. But I'm so grateful to live in Houston because of the great recovery community that we have here. You know, you live here. There's, you know, I have like a great group of friends that live here. I often fantasize about running away because I'm in a mood or I'm like uh, my avoidant wants to come out and then I think where, where are you going to go I think that happens that's happening more right now because I kind of feel like that too I don't want to run away but I just want to go somewhere yes and I, and I feel um kind of a little trapped you know yeah yeah but I'm working on not feeling that way you know I'm working on taking care of myself so that I don't um, you know, I think so much of it is, is I'm accustomed to going and seeing my sister, um, you know, once or once every other month or so, and I haven't seen her in a while and I miss her. Well, um, and you know, a couple of years ago, before all your family moved back to Houston, you were going to California once a month. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You were traveling a lot. Well, my mom was still alive. And, and that's another thing is, is like, I'm really grateful that my mom is, you know, that she let go and that she's not hanging on and, and living in a, in a shell, you know, and, and in know, a pandemic world in a shell, you know, yeah, yes, grateful exactly. for that. I'm and gra- then there's the little things like I came home today, Friday's Javier comes and mows my yard and it looks really good. And I love that. <laughs> I'm grateful that my girlfriend, Julie is bringing me, and this is not, once again, like approved, she's bringing me a Diet Coke and a thermometer and some Tylenol. So, you know, I'm grateful because, you know, I tried to order, you know, from HEB and, you know, nobody has thermometers these days. So, you know, and my friends are always like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? I'm like, I need a Diet Coke. I need a thermometer. I need some Tylenol. You know, and I'm grateful today that, that you have friends that, and you can ask, you can say it. That's right. Know? Exactly. Not only are, do I have friends that are checking on me and making sure I'm okay, but that I can take their help. Like they can say, right. what can I, cause they want to help. Like that time you brought it's, me some comfort food, you know? Receiving. Yeah. So, and I, I brought the girls with me and we put on your door and it was, you know, they made a little basket of, of, uh, Clementines, and they were all like, you know, oh, why do we need this? You know, it's like because she needs it. It is. It's good. It's it's when we can receive. You know, women, we were designed. Our bodies are designed to receive, but because it is part of our bodily makeup, we're real like, oh no no, you know, we put our hands up and we put walls up. And it is very challenging to just open yourself up and go like, I receive your help. I right. receive your offer. Right. Right. To do something for me. Right. And it helps me in a way because, you know, and I told my story to someone last week and, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I've realized in my story and, and I've, I've made this realization before that 
you know, as a little girl, I was very neglected. I was baby number five. My mother was a workaholic. You know, she had all these kids running around. And my first act of love to her was to not need. Like, I knew she was crazy busy. And so that really, and like, yeah, and, and, and like, you know, like, put up with it. Like, it's okay. And, you know, like, there's this phrase, needless and wantless. And, you know, I remember talking about this with my therapist. He said, how old do you think you were? And I'm like, pre-verbal. I couldn't, I, I couldn't even like articulate that, but I just knew, you yeah, know, that's right. That was the only way I could help her. Uh, you know, I, I loved her. I wanted to, how can I help? You know, you know, not, not cry so much or not, you know, you know, so that, that within me not needing and not wanting, you know, there's a golden and a shadow side, you know, I'm very self-reliant. I get things done for myself. I don't depend on a lot of people. So that's like the golden piece of it. But the shadow is, is that it keeps me disconnected from people. And like, you didn't mind coming and bringing me some comfort food that time. You know, you were perfectly fine to come and do that and to help me. And so was Julie. My friends feel like if they can do something for me, they will. And so that's been like a, a healing piece of it that I'm very grateful for. Littlest, tiniest thing you're grateful for? Me? Air conditioning. Yes. Oh, yes. Every day I come home and I open up my back door. Thank you. Thank you that it's working. Amen. Because I have had those days when I come home and it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm grateful <laughs> for that. So grateful for just the simplest things, you know? And I like to watch this show on the History Channel. It's called Alone, where these people go out and they try to survive out in the wilderness by themselves. And, you know, this guy was talking about running water. He said, you know, out here we have to walk down to the shore, get the bucket of water, bring it back up, start a fire, boil the water for 10 minutes, then you have to let it cool for 30 minutes, all in order to get like three cups of water. And so, you know, I've really, I was like, yeah, I think about well, we that. We didn't have to go and turn on the faucet. Boom, right there. A, a shower, you know, a shower at the temperature I want. It doesn't have to be hot, doesn't have to be cold. It gets to be the temperature I want. Hair mm. color. Yeah. yeah. I did my hair color last night. And I love it. And it's just those little things. I just, I have a, I have a really good life. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, thank you listeners for listening. Thank you. This is Don't our. Don't forget like, that right after we record, we do have a, um, a meeting, a Silver Sisters SLAA meeting. And um, we have the second Friday of every month, we have a speaker. And if you want to be a part of that, you can send us an email to silversisterstalk at gmail.com and we will send you the Zoom link and you can come in as long as you're female. And also, we're still taking donations. You know, in the new year, we want to go out and take our message on the road. So if you want to support us and support our mission, you can send through Google Pay a donation to silversisterstalk at gmail.com. Thank you, Elizabeth. We'll see you in a bit. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SilverSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SilverSistersTalk.com. 
and we are also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.